devil in the details. <laughs> <laughs>Once this week's Dev the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. Um, been a while, Parky. Yeah, evening, Rob. Yeah, it has been. Um, a lot's gone on in this time. Yeah. Uh, I've lost track of everything that's, that's happened in the off-season already, and we're only in November. Um, but yeah, it has been a while. It's, uh, we've got a lot of catching up to do, um, so hopefully we can uh, we get through it quickly without keeping people listening for the next four hours um but yeah i'll try and keep it short and sweet as as, as i can but there is you know as i say there's a lot to go on uh I just want to apologize to anyone who is watching it by the way rather than just listening uh, for the state of my head yeah um we're in the middle of a lot of building work at the moment and i've, I've kind of let me myself go but don't worry it's only temporary so uh don't, don't panic if i look you know absolutely shocking Paul's come is, as yeah. a uh, olden olden day priest, so he's in doing a podcast at half eight, and then at half ten he's due to ring some bells. Is that right, Parker? That's that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I've got <laughs> uh, got a few souls to save. So yeah, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd drop that in there. Yeah. The, the lightning in here is not great. I've had to move rooms and everything. So, uh, but we'll get through this, and hopefully, those that are listening, it won't affect you. So you'll be all right. Yeah, bells to bells to ring and vampires to slay. That's what you've actually got to do in the next couple of hours. Uh, I do apologise, obviously, for for not doing one for the last few weeks. Uh, been recovering from COVID. Uh, it was I felt terrible, honestly. It was um, you know touch and go for a couple of days, uh, but luckily, uh, body fought it off, and uh, I'm here to tell the tale, Parker. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's uh, it's frightening, isn't it? I mean, I've been very fortunate, such whatever that is. Um, that not to have really been affected by everyone around me seems to have been, uh, and I was a bit at high risk. So, um, but I'm uh, fully vaccinated and boosted. So, yeah. uh, fingers crossed, I'm through the worst of it anyway. But so, yeah, I know lots of people who've had it, and it's uh, not pleasant, is it? No, not no idea where I got it. Also, double double boot, double vaccinated mm. as well. Um, mystery, total mystery. But it was tough for a couple of days. Um, you know, but yeah, just. Try and stay safe best you can, and uh, yeah, I know we want the world to get back to normal, but just don't switch off. That's my uh, my advice. So uh, loads uh, to go at because obviously we've not done this for like a month. <laughs> it feels like a month anyway. So uh, there's loads to go at, and what we'll do, Parky, we'll start uh, with the big news uh, from uh, the supporters' uh, stadium update uh, last night. Yeah. <laughs> So there was a stadium update last night, uh, Parky, at the AJ Bell Stadium. George Harbon, Paul Trainer, and Paul King all had like chats to the, to, to the crowd. It was very informative of what's going on. It was it was fantastic. Um, you know, obviously we we can move on to the stadium shortly, but the first the first two, um, I mean George George Harbon come on and and told us, you know, basically a commercial side of things and, and and the strides that have been made i know the the, the podcast he did with you uh, a few weeks back was uh, i think i said at the time it's one of the best things i've ever listened to coming out of, out of the club and i mean ever in 40 years 40 odd years he, he the way he speaks and his plans and it's just a shame we've waited this long for somebody like him to come in and, and give us this but all the news he came out with again last night he's, he's all positive the projections of what's going to happen not just next season, the season after, you know, money that's already secured for that, 
Salford have never, we've been, you know, cap in hand all the time, haven't we? You know, it's, it's week to week. This guy, he's got such vision and he knows what he wants and he, and, you know, to reach certain landmarks all the way. Um, and I listened to him again last night and I was, I'm just blown away by his, by the way he goes about his business. And it's not a case of, this is what we're going to do. We've done it. We're doing it. We're already ahead. Don't worry about that. You know, no matter what happens, we're secure. We've got, you know, there's money coming in. Um, and, and, you know, obviously just need help from the supporters with everything now with season tickets and so on. But, um, no, I mean, he was fantastic. And it's just, it's nice to feel that we're in such safe hands. And then following that, you've got, you've got Paul Trainer coming on. And, and the stuff that's gone on in the community, we, we've never seen anything like it. We've, clubs always made good efforts, always. The people behind the scenes, you know, the Blackburn, John Blackburns of the world and people like that have been been nothing but heroes for us. But uh, what the, this is, this is a whole new level. This is unbelievable. It, not just, you know, we've got the partnerships, as as was mentioned, in Wales and, and in Ghana now and, and, and so on. The schools, you know, we, we've got over 80 schools in, in Greater Manchester involved and, and Cheshire as well um, in rugby league, and most of which were never interested in rugby league. And it's not just selling Salford, it's selling the game as well. The work that's gone in, you know, the, the, the players we're bringing through for our own use in, in the future, but also future supporters and everything else. Uh, I mean, that's just, you know, a brief sort of, few lines about what, what we we heard last night, but the, the advances in this club, and as I say, it's not a case of as it has been before, we're going to set up this and this is how we're going to do it. It's We got there last night and got told, this already happened. Mm. We're already ahead of that. You know, We've got this team now in for, for next season, uh, for, for the reserves and everything else. It's all there. It's all set up. The whole pathway from, from start to finish, from school level right away through to getting players into the first team. It's there, it's ready. Um, and, you know, it probably seems a government phrase, oven ready, as, as, as you <laughs> would say. Um, a lot of work to do. Obviously, a long way to go. This has only been a few months. If they can do this much work in that period, give them five years, you know, we, we could be anywhere. I, I think from what I've read and, and the people that are involved, you know, some of the names involved in it, um, other clubs will be very envious of where we're going. The only thing we lack at the moment is the Elite Academy, which we've missed out on. It won't be long before the RFL think, review that and, and see what work is going in mm. and realise that we're, we're tapping into, like I just said, you know, not just Salford, but Manchester, Trafford. You know, I, I know he mentioned, like I say, Cheshire. The, this is the future of rugby league and we're going to be a hotbed of it. We're going to be the, the centre. And... Um, the one thing that I will say about last night, without going on to Paul King's part either, it's just a shame these guys weren't on board ten years ago. Yeah. Because going on to that to the stadium, we wouldn't be in this position now. We would have bums on seats. We would be successful. We would have an academy. Uh, we've had people. We had a uh, person come in with money, but no vision like this. Nothing. We've never seen anything like it. Uh, and and those three in particular, Paul Trainer, uh, George Harbour, and, and Paul King have been. I just uh, an absolute breath of fresh air, you know. I know I've gone on a bit, and it, that's only a short summary of what we've seen. And it is coming out on uh, RDTV, isn't it? Yeah. it uh, tomorrow, I believe. Uh, and I, I just recommend everybody watch it because the, the progress this club is making, the, f the future is bright, very, very bright.
Yeah, and obviously they talked about the the pathway uh, and the people involved. You like like you said, um, Stuart Wilkinson, uh, ex Wales coach Danny Barton, John Fieldhouse, John Blackburn, Chris Irwin, and Paul is it Berry? Um, is you know you know all you know all know what they're doing, all super switched on. Uh, and we've always said, haven't we? You know, lots of time they talked about putting things in place in the future, but the future yeah. now, the future yeah. is here. And it's it's kind of makes you think. Well, you know, if if we can have a, have a few good seasons and and get the the wheels turning, Parker, you know, and get the kids through this this process both on and off the field, then who knows in sort of three and five years' time, who who knows where we'll be. I'm I'm absolutely stoked, and I think I, th- I don't think there's any doubt with these people in charge. If we can get the stadium issue sorted. Mm. Um, I mean, it'd be great to have a, a, a benefactor come in who could perhaps support the first team financially so we can concentrate on what's going on or, or at least take part of the burden away. This will happen a lot quicker. Hmm. Um, obviously, we're splitting very little money between, you know, some, and that, this is what's amazed me how far they've gone with, with what they've done. Uh, you know, we've got new, uh, a new commercial team coming together, haven't we, in the next, I think they start at the start of next month. Yeah. Um, that he's just everything's changing. The professionalism of, of the club uh, he's, he's just something completely new to us. And uh, he, he's kind of, like I say, it's a shame it hasn't happened sooner. It hasn't been able to, obviously. These people haven't been available. But hmm. I think, like you say, three to five years, um, I, I think we're going to be a, a very comfortable club. And a lot of clubs will, will be learning a lot from what we do now. And I think I think that the future of Salford Red Devils, once we've got this stadium issue out of the way, is is going to be very safe for for a, a long, long time to come. And the, the benefits and the fruits of the the labour that's been put in now, um, you know, we're going to have a club to be very, very proud of. Yeah, obviously, like we said, you know, there is there's a major benefactor, but I think that kind of helps in in one way because the likes of Paul King and and Paul Trainer and all the people involved care. And they and they give and they'll give and they'll give you know the talent and they'll give the time and they'll give everything. When if there was somebody who was just handing out money at the top, would they run through that wall for the likes of Paul King and Paul Trainer? That's the big question. We saw it previous owners. Maybe you know we didn't uh, and we didn't feel loved in that in that way. But this this you know the club from someone who's looking from the outside in it is you know is well functioning. It's 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 generating uh, excitement uh, for to us on the outside and it's uh, it's a great time to be a Salford fan yeah yeah what, what I mean by by that the financial side is obviously the big that's that's the hole we've got and we we have to take money maybe from a first team player that's now you know that we can't have or, yeah. or the next level of player and we need success on the pitch to help boost this to get crowds to get mm. thumbs on seats to get the money back you know that kind of and it's just a little bit of support for for Paul and them because these guys you won't want to replace any of them. You know that's that's the key. You just want that net somebody else just to you know edge us along a little bit. Just get us through this period now because we'll be fully set up. Mm. I think we will be self sufficient in in no time. Obviously, I think twenty twenty two they're looking at the the share issue and everything else where everybody around the world, but anyone who's in, got any interest in Salford can be involved, can be part of owning this club. Mm. You know, and that that again is an extra boost financially, and um, but everything's getting all these building blocks are in place now, and we're ready. We're literally ready to launch. I've not, 
I don't think I've ever been this positive. Yeah. And and last night again, just just pushed that along. Um, you know, we're not avoiding the, the the elephant in the room here, which is the stadium. We know that's that's going to be the big key. Mm. But even listening to to Paul King last night and what he said about. You know, the options are simple. We know that. Everybody knows that. Anyone who follows Salford know what basically the options are. And uh, not great for, for anybody. But the, the the one choice I think we have to make is we, we move, we go to more lane, we make it work. And, and I know, again, with these guys behind the scenes, it will work. And it's not just what we see now, it's what we're going to see in five years' time. For, for if, when we do move and the money that that's going to help us generate again to push us forward, we're not we're not paying out to people just to go and share, play at the stadium. It'll be ours. Yeah, we'll be making money. It's home, and that's this is what we need now. And I know in, in the coming weeks and months, there's going to be you know it's, it's up to us fans. Paul's put that out there now that it's up to us what we do. You know, we stay we stay at the AJ Bell and suffer and financially be crippled. Do we do we move to more lane, gain ownership, gain our you know our destiny's then in our own hands. We've got to make that work. Mm. Or do we move out of Salford? Well, if you're a Salford fan, and that's your option. I, I think you'd be in a very very small minority. Mm. Um, or we go bust, you know. And it, it's pretty simple. But the more lane thing now, I I'm I'm sold on it. You know, I certainly wasn't. Up till even, you know, up till last night, I was still very on the edge. I know it was the option, but when you listen to what, what the plan is eventually and how, how we're going to go forward and all this that's going on behind, this can work and this will work. And, uh, and we, we as fans have just got to go with it and, and give give the club all the backing we can. Like you said, Parker, moving to more lane puts our destiny in our own hands. And that's the important thing, obviously, with the AJ Bell. Um, we're only a tenant uh, and we aren't able to sort of harvest all the money which comes from using, uh, from being in a stadium. But if we are sort of owning of the, the Moor Lane, we can get sponsorship, we can get food, we can get all kinds of extra revenue streams into the club, which helps the club grow and it helps invest into certain areas of the club. And I, I, it's a win-win for me. I, I don't see... Yeah, AJ Bell's a fantastic stadium. There was one point where I was thinking, yeah, we've made, all, we've made a lot of money. You know, the sponsorships are coming in. Can we make enough to stay at the AJ Bell? But we will be sort of at the beck of call of, of you know, sale and so forth. And if they want to charge us 750000 uh sort of a year to play there, that's what they'll do. And we aren't in, we can't get there. That's the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at least in this situation, um, you know, as long as everything, all the boxes get ticked and we can get some more lane, you know, there's lots of things they need to do. Uh, I spoke to uh, Paul King and Paul Trader on, on a, a podcast that's going to come out on Thursday, Friday this week. And, uh, you know, they gave us, you know, Paul King gave us a, an idea of what needs to be done. And, you know, he was going to speak to a builder by today, basically. Yeah. The same builder yeah. doing your house, Parker. Maybe that's why I had to speak <laughs> to him uh, sort of yesterday about it. But it's, you know, it's interesting. If he can, if, if you know, we can cross the cross the T's and dot the I's and get this, you know, more lane up to a sort of a decent standard. I can't, I can't there isn't a downside to this. Um, and, you know, we're, we're super excited about it. It did say, uh, they're going to put it to a season ticket holders ballot, 
uh, over mm. Christmas, which is the right thing to do. He, he wants his mandate. He wants to be backed by the fans, which is which is right. Um, so over Christmas, you'll probably get a, like a voting slip, I assume, where you can decide what you want um, for the future. But like Parky said, for me, there's only one answer, and he wasn't. <laughs> you know, we do believe a lot of propaganda going on, uh, but he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, it was, was straight down the line yesterday. He had one choice, uh, and that's mm. what it was. The, the the thing was, I mean, we obviously had the question and answers and, and everything else last night and a lot of things were put to bed. I mean, things about how do you get there, you know, mm. and the, the park and ride scheme. It's already been looked at. It's already been spoken about. Yeah. Parking, it, it, we, we're looking at all the options that are available to, to get people there. Well, sorry, um, just jump in there, Parker. People talk. Oh, say, how, how do we get to more lane? Where'd you park? People talk like nobody's going. Salford City do that now. Where are them fans parking? They must be parking somewhere. So, you know, it's not like it's a new thing and we're trying to figure out where all these cars are going to go. Salford City fans park around the ground now to get to the game. So it's not like a, a thing that's going to blow people's mind because that's what happens. Sorry, Pac, carry on. No, no, there's always ways around it. There will be, you know, and the council are obviously invested with us as well at, at making making this transition work if we can. Um but you know, like I say, he's frank with everything, and he did say there's challenges. Hmm. Moving to moving, moving to more lane is a massive challenge, and there will be financial outlay that's going to have to be made to make the, the state. I mean, you mentioned things like the camera gantry, hmm. the whole roof of the more lane stand on one side, the, that of that more lane side of the ground will have to be replaced because. Oddly enough, even though Salford City are a, 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 an EFL club, you know, and they're on Sky, they're only on maybe once or twice a year, pot, pot, even if that. And they use, um, you know, they, they don't need a, a permanent country, whereas Sky and, and Rugby League demand that you do because every ground, every game is mm. covered by Sky uh, on behalf of the, the, the Super League. So that needs to happen. The floodlights are up to standard. For some reason, football... Their, their lights aren't as bright as the ones required in the Super League. Yeah. Another thing, you know, this, there's a whole outlay of things. Um, the, the sponsorship hoardings that he mentioned are bigger in rugby league than they are in football, which is going to take away possibly a row of, of seats. So we need to extend another way. You know, there's, there's a lot of challenges ahead of us. And Paul wasn't hiding behind anything, you know, not, not one bit. The key is that everything else is in place, and these are challenges that we can face, mm. and hopefully with a bit of sensibility from from all parties, you know this can this can happen, and then from then on, once we're in there, the benefits are you know financially are unreal. We'll have our own home, we'll make our own money, the naming right of the stadium, whatever you want, and you know who knows in you know five ten years time we might look back and think this is this is the restart that we really wanted mm. when we moved to the AJ Bell we weren't set up for uh no predictions of we need to make eight thousand people come through the gates every week to pay the rent you know there'll be none of that that that's gone um like and, and obviously staying at the AJ Bell there's a chance in the next two years that, that our rent you know could go up by another third another you know yeah. whatever and we we can't afford it now so just it's so straightforward and simple that's the option we've got and parking and, and everybody else put to bed a lot of things last night um and, and any questions anybody had that you know that he's not he's not hiding behind anything this isn't as straightforward as we'd like it but it's the option and it's, mm. it's the best option going forward 
Yeah. Talked about, obviously, because there's no kind of office space there or training facilities available. He's on the lookout, seeing what's available. Uh, that's important, obviously, because we're a Super League club. We need sort of a Super League quality sort of training facilities. Talked about trying to get everyone under one roof, uh, which is important for sort of culture at the club. Um, but that's, a, you know, he's, in, he's talking to certain parties about, you know, what's available and what people can do for us. So, well, I would say he's, he's he's delivered, you know, this this with the stadium. So we're, you know, I'm quite, I am not saying quite the confident. I am confident that Paul will uh, sort of come up with with something for us. Yeah, without and the, and the key is that we're this far already without even moving. If you know what I mean, we're not nothing's nothing's been said, but it's all avenues have been looked at. We're already a little bit further down the line than than you know we could be. Not on the decision of moving, but if we do, how far are we ready to go? Um, we're at, we're at the AJ Bell next season. Mm. There's no doubt about that. We've got another 12 months. So how far we'll progress. This, this deal with Sale and Salford City could go through in the next week, could go through in the next month. Mm. And then we know per, definitely what's happening. And we've got that time then to make these adaptions if we need, or at least have things in place to know where the funding is, to know what... It, this is what I'm saying about nothing's knee-jerk now. There's a plan. And we know where we stand and we know where we're going to be. And, and again, going back to what George was saying about predictions with, with the finance, he already knows what's, what's available for 2023 20, uh, before we've got 2022 started. Hmm. And there'll be more to add. You know, we know where we're going. We know what's going to be there. There's going to be no shocks. It's just a case of getting it done now. Talk, the, the only thing that could shock is something totally out of our control would be the RFL's future, what they view as Super League about sort of, uh, you know, things that they want regarding a stadium, facilities and stuff like that. Uh, but that's, we are, that isn't in our hands, is it? We, we, we can only do what, what we can do. And then obviously in two, 2024, when it kicks in, we'll have to, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll have, we'll have a seat at that table. So we'll be able to argue our point, um, don't forget the likes of Castleford and, and Wakefield. Uh, you know that their stadium uh, has, has stayed the same. We had to leave the the uh, the Willows uh, to try and cement our future. Um, so that might be something to, to that might come in our favour, sort of in in that part of the discussion. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, totally confident in in the direction we're going, Parky, and uh, only good things come from this for me. Yeah, without a doubt, and and the the key is, I mean, you mentioned the RFL there, and and you, I think anyone who's ever listened to me on this podcast knows what I think of them and <laughs> Superly, the people who run the sport, um, who come yeah, up with a lot of crackpot, <laughs> yeah, a lot of crackpot ideas, um, and they'll make their decision anyway. Mm. You know, the the people that are involved in it are probably biased on their own side, but would they look at us getting three thousand five hundred? In, in a 12,000-seat stadium, you know, with, with a very, you know, a poorish atmosphere. And it's not a great advert on Sky when they see it. We moved to, to uh, Moor Lane. We, we up the capacity perhaps to, I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand. And we get 5,000 in there. Absolutely buzzing. Is that a better advert? Mm. Does that work better? And with everything going on in the community behind it and the commercial side, the RFL and Super League will look at us and go, actually, mm. they're in a better position than we, you know, than, than others. And they would find it hard, I think, to, to make any other decision. But these are the people that 
come up with some very strange uh, ideas about splitting leagues and doing all sorts. So who knows? You can't guarantee anything. Nobody can. But this is this is as far as we can go to guarantee in our future now. If if our plans land, Parker, by 2024, the RFL will need a heart of stone, won't they? Yeah. To to to, to bump us off at that point. Agreed. Really, because yeah. we we we're ticking all the boxes. We you know we've built this. Um, but like you say, it, that is out of our hands. We can only do what we can do, and yeah. uh, you know, hopefully by then, you know, we'll be we'll be settled in, and it'll be all good, and there'll be no worries, and we'll be ready to, uh, like I say, having a, de- having a decent atmosphere. Obviously, five thousand in uh, in more lane, it'll feel like you know forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're pretty good at uh, making an atmosphere. I think yeah. no matter where we go and how many there are of us, but in there, it is kind of built for that, and. Uh, yeah, it could be, you know, like I say, it could be absolutely bouncing, couldn't it? And uh, all we need is that little bit of joy on the pitch as well. And I, I can't, there's nothing to, to kind of hold us back. I'm not saying, you know, going on and dominating the world of rugby league or anything silly like that, but we're a lot better now than we've, we've, we've probably ever been since the 70s. So, mm. you know, let's uh, let's embrace this now and, and, and move on and, and let's back the club. I mean, everything they're doing, um, like I say, season tickets when the new shirts are out. I mean, let's let's get some money back into the club and and you know look look forward now. The club are doing everything they can, and it's it's our turn again now to to pick up the baton. Yeah, and the person chosen Parker to sort of head that success on the field uh, is uh, Paul Rowley, our newest head coach. Um, Danny R is one of his assistants. Kurt Haggerty is another assistant of his. Um, what do you make of that appointment? I think it's I think it's a wise appointment. I think Paul Rowley's got an absolute wealth of of experience in rugby league. His passion is you, you can see it there. Um, a, a wise move. I mean, t- as I said uh, to, to yourself and Paul many times in the past when we started talking about new coaches, we, we're not going out and getting Wayne Bennett. We're not that that finance that finance isn't there. To, to pay these play, these managers, you pay him a big wage. You're not paying a player, you know. So you've got to cut your cloth. Paul Rowley knows the club inside out. He knows the players. I know last year he wasn't involved as such because he was helping with this pathway that we've got now. But he, he understands how the club works. He knows the finances. He's, there's no shocks for him. He can concentrate now on just getting his team together. Um, I think it's a, a really good move. The, the, I think the listen to his press conference straight away he just filled me with a bit more passion and a bit more joy than we had possibly last year and uh, I think it's a great appointment Danny obviously there he knows, the, he knows the team he knows everything about them he can obviously help more with Paul at the moment because there'll be little bits about players that Paul won't know or you know little training things or whatever or things that he thinks players have to work on and Kurt Haggerty, what I mean what a job he did at Lee mm. To be fair to him, stepping into a, a team that were doomed from the start, he, I mean, they beat us with him in charge and obviously went on, I think, beat Wakefield after that. But the performances were, were great. Mm. He played a really good brand of rugby. Anyone who watched them, you know, we, before we went, I, I knew what we were going to face. Uh, it just appeared that our preparations weren't right for it. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's all, all great. I think there's nothing to be, you know, nothing to be worried about. And... Uh, He's got his hands on the team now. He got them in a little bit earlier than most teams, I think. Uh, he's assessing what he's got. And uh, I think it's a great appointment. 
Yeah, did a good job at Toronto, did a good job at Lee. Um, Kirk Haggerty, like you said, at Lee, um, he was, Paul Alley was part of a, when he came in, he was a coach consultant um, at, you know, with us, with, with uh, Ian Watson. Obviously, now with Kurt Haggerty being a head coach, but coming down to an assistant, do, does that sort of look at the same way as Ian Watson and Paul Rowley? They, they both had coaches, they both have ideas, but you both have two sets of eyes on it. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the uh, I mean the good thing is that Paul said in his his press conference he, he knows Kurt, he knows him. You know, the, he coached him as a player. He knows he can trust him, and he knows he obviously knows his ideas and what he wants. Um, I, th- I think he will. I mean, the more experience you've got in them in them roles, mm. he's he's going to help and it's going to support what Paul does. You know, as a head coach, he, he his head on the line. Yeah, but the three of them together, have, I've got so much to offer. I, I, I think he's he, he he looks a really good coach himself. And like you mentioned, when Paul came in in 2019, or uh, and and worked with Watto. I mean, miracles happened that year. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I still, I don't, I don't think any of us will ever get over that. And he helped that, and he helped seeing what's and he advised him. He gave him, you know, probably tips of of what, you know, where he can go. And and the good thing is for me, I, I think with Paul, even if he doesn't want to go forward as a head coach for long, because he got come away from it, he, he had to change it. He was loving what he was doing with the the, the pathway stuff. He can educate Kurt Haggerter, and maybe Kurt could then take that role. You know, and follow on. I mean, again, last night it was mentioned about the DNA of the club, starting with schools, starting with the, the academy, going through, and it runs through the club. And this is another way of doing that. It's looking to the future, you know, and hopefully Paul and Kurt and Danny can, can get a great partnership. And if Paul Rowley then decides, but this isn't what I wanted to do anyway, really, you know, but I'm doing it now, people are prepared to step in who know the club. And that's, that's great, Ramon, changing your coach every two or three years to a new guy who comes in and says, I don't want him, I don't like that. This is, mm. I thought I'd have this to spend. I thought, you know, I think it's a, it's a really good idea and I think they'll, they'll work well together. Yeah, super excited about the, the new coaching setup. Also, Parker, super excited about our new signing, uh, the return of uh, Mark Sneed, three-year deal. Uh, it was with us between 2010-2014, Canatane through our academy uh, before departing, uh, but come back. Very excited about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was our left field, wasn't it? I don't yeah, think anyone saw that coming. Um, I certainly didn't. I knew we were a lot, you know, obviously we, we probably need another half-back. Um, we only had the two at the club with Brodie Croft coming in and, and Chris Atkin. Um, and we could, you can't really run with that. I know Ryan Braley could step in there, but I mean, that's that's massive. That's mm-hmm. a massive signing. Uh, it's a real statement, I think. I look around the Super League now at, at halfbacks, and I think, yeah, they're, they're, who could you grab? Who, who's got that experience of them years? Who, who's got that connection to the club as well? But what what a coup! I, I, I was, you know, kind of stunned when I read it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He'll offer us a lot. He knows the game now. He's been around long enough, Mark, and he'll he'll be our our leader there. Obviously, Brody will come into a new a new league, a new club. He'll need time to settle. Great to have him with him to talk him through, to help him, and uh, a, a, an unbelievable addition, really. And and you're pretty much sure that every time we get a penalty, we're getting two points if we're yeah. in somebody's half. So, 
yeah, great work by the club. Ian Blees has pulled off an absolute, you know, a wow of a signing there. And uh, again, more positives. Yeah, the spine for me. Um, Ascari or Braley, fullback. You've got Croft, you've got Sneed, then you've got Ackers or Atkin. You know, all sort of sort of interchangeable. All got pairs of hands. All can kick. Puts sort of doubt in defenders' sort of heads. What we're going to do, and as long as you have your runners either side, we're going to cause teams all kind of problems. Yeah, and hopefully a fully fit COVID-free uh, Elijah Taylor. Yep. Yeah. You know, to bring his experience and, and, and skills to the to the table. And like I say, that's the spine of a team. You can work from that. I don't think there's any question um, of our three quarters. I think if you get them all fitting on the park at the same time, they're as dangerous as anything in the league. Uh, you know, I know Paul mentioned, Paul Rowley mentioned in his, uh, his press conference, he's probably looking for a bit more experience in the pack. Sure, he's got his eye out. There won't be, there isn't a lot out there. That's the key at the moment. But we've already brought in two, two, you know, two new props to, to add to the pack. So, um, and, uh, and and second rower. So we're, we're building well. We're looking pretty strong. You know, like I say, Paul, if Paul Rowley's got, can find any money from somewhere, I'm sure he'd be looking to bring in maybe just one more forward to boost us. But all round, we're looking, we're looking pretty tasty. Yeah. New. Let's go through the new signings, uh, Parker. Shane Wright, two-year deal. Uh, from Australia, I don't follow Australian uh, rugby league, so I can't tell you whether he's good or not. But I know you do, Parker, and I know you'll know. Yeah, he's um, he's what you would call solid, but not spectacular, which is basically what you need. There are players like that that go unnoticed um, in, in so many ways in games. What we've lacked since since we've lost uh, Flash and Tyke McCarthy, people like that. The work that them players do, and this is what this guy is doing. He's got an unbelievable work rate, and this is what they do. I spoke to a friend who who lives in, who's you know an Aussie living in Sydney, and asked his opinion, and he said he, he, his words were straight away he'll do a job. And that's you know that's what you need. We, he he's one of those um, how can I put it? Probably more like a a Mark Shipway kind of signing, coming in and just do your job, do the work. But he has actually got. He's got decent hands as well. He's not... I mean, Mark had good hands. He had a great offload, didn't he? But um, he's that kind of player. So people will be going, who? But that's that's his job. That's what he does. He'll keep his head down and he will do exactly that. And Carl Anderson used to mention it quite a lot that during his time assistant coach at Bradford, they had players like that. You had all these superstars, all these big names, Fielding and Peacock and whoever else, you know, uh, Vangana or whatever. But you had people in the back row who just did the job that they were paid to do and that's what this guy will offer us uh, that bit of solid you know a solid player who'll do the work for the, the you know hopefully the outside backs to to show their flair from all good teams have them Parker and if yeah, we can sort of fill our team with them and have that sprinkle that bit of magic over the, over the top we'll have a, we'll have a top top team uh, next yeah. uh, season uh, next big next signing Here's one. King Vuiawa from Leeds. That'll do for me. Yes. That's, that, that's as good as it's getting. It's going to be called <laughs> King, isn't he? Let's be honest. Luke's not sent um, me a voice, voice note yet with his name, so that would, yeah. I guess that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, he's a, we'll he's a unit as well. 
Yeah, very much so. Uh, bit of a surprise that, um, from what I believe, Leeds were actually keen on keeping him, and their, their fans certainly certainly wanted to give him another go. But um, he's chosen us uh, to to sort of, I don't know, for, for the next chapter of his his career. Uh, I know he missed a bit. He's had a couple of injuries, didn't he, last year and so on. But who who didn't in Super League last year? But yeah, another big unit. Um, I'm sure Paul Rowley is going to work on on him and and you know getting him right for the the start of the season. Exactly what we need. We lost we lost too many props in the last couple of years. Um, and again, the experience side of it. Um, and he'll bring what he's learned at Leeds. You know, playing again alongside some some top professionals there. Uh, yeah, another another good signing. Another, I'd like to say a bit of a surprise for me that one. We'll we'll definitely need a voice note off you, Luke, for this one. Sitelaki. And of and of Oka from Warrington, am I, am I close? Akawala, he'll do. Yeah, Akawala, <laughs> proper wrecking ball. Mm. That's what he is. Um, I, I do. I, I do have reservations slightly on the amount of minutes he does, which we're going to have to extend and get more out of. But that's the way he's been used. But you bring him on. Wow. I mean, we you know we know Paulie. Paulie was knocking people over and things like that. This guy's devastating. He really is. He he can run a ball in. Uh, again, a, a skillful player as well, and a bit of turn of pace for a big guy. And again, exactly what we need. And they were saying about the you know the props that we've lost, and it certainly cost us last year. In so many games, we didn't make meters. This guy will make meters if we get him on the pitch for long enough, and and have other players around him. He he, he just barrels through people. I saw it a couple of times last year when he was at Warrington and. Uh, yeah, he's he's quite a scary character. So them them two together, you know, they're on the pitch. I don't think making meters will be a problem for them. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's for certain. That's what it is. If you get up the field, you know, with with these forwards making big yards, I think as well, they're not sort of massively massive either. They're quite, I think, quite mobile mm. as well. But what yeah. I've seen in the videos, you know, the, the, the arc sort of covering ground that they're able to get around the field as well, which is important, I think, because obviously what you don't want is a spot set of forwards that aren't mobile and then mm. set of backs that are and team can sort of exploit that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, very much so. And I think, like you were saying about the props, obviously Big Seb was, was of that mould in, mm. in that way. You know, Moose, uh, Gil Dudson before that, people like that. They, they they really always got us on the front foot. Mm. And that, I mean, that great, you know, 2019 season, the, the forwards we had did that and it, we rotated them really well. And, and we missed that last year. We really did. Um, obviously, losing Moose halfway through the season was always going to be a huge a huge problem, but injuries and everything else. And we, we, we need that. And once we get up the park, I mean, like we say, our three quarters, and now we've brought Sneed in, whose kicking game will be on point, you know, drop a ball probably into... Can you see those hands? Uh, you know, any time. Probably a shame that uh, we've lost Inu because he, he'd have loved all that. You know, get close to the line, put a ball in the air. He's catching it. Um, but overall, you know, the whole thing seems to be coming together a little bit more. We get out the park, we'll, we'll score tries. Yeah, it's obviously it's sort of important. You know, we, we're able to blend. But like I say, Paul Rowler, you know, this is off-season. That's what happens. They, they'll be able to get the team together and sort out things like that, which is exciting. Also, uh, another new sign for us, Dion Cross from Widnes, the mm. winger. He was their fans player of the year uh, in 2021. Uh, speed, strength, knows where the line is. You know, you know, 
we have a vast quality of wingers in our in our squad. Let's not forget that. Uh, but he he's, he's certainly going to be competing for a spot. Yeah, I think he's uh, from from what I've read and heard from from Witness fans, he he's a real prospect for the future. And that's again with the reserves coming back this year as well. You know, he's going to get plenty of game time. I would have thought, and uh, I'm building building on that because young talent is he's hard to find. Uh, and if we've, you know, we've got a player there for the future anyway. Uh, great, great signing. But yeah, he's good. He's good. Hat full of tries in, in the championship for a team that witnessed struggle for most of the last season. Uh, so that, I mean, that you know, it's a decent sign for him. Um, so yeah, I look forward to to seeing him. Like you said, we've got, I think we've got four four wingers anyway. Four four really good wingers or three top, you know, top line wingers. But as has been proven for the last God knows how many years, how many of them you lose during a season yeah. with injuries. So this guy's going to get his chance at some point. And uh, fingers crossed. I mean, I, I did. I did earlier. Was two or three teams chasing him in the Super League, and he's you know. So we we've landed him. So uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing the lad. Seeing him run parky on YouTube. They might have chased him, but they're never going to catch him. Right. Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> I think that's the job of a winger, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's the best thing. Uh, just give him the ball and let him run, and he's gone. Yeah, he's, he looks he looks like a real star. I mean, if he gets a chance, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna rip it up. I reckon. Um, contract extension. Sam luckily extended his contract. Shows good signs in his first co- uh, season at Salford, uh, and great that we tied him down because the last win one is one of our top players to be uh, pinched again. Yeah, delighted when when, when I heard that. He's he, he's a proper fan, fan's favourite, isn't he? He's a, he's he, at the start of the season, you could tell how raw he was. He wasn't, you know, Super League. The whole thing seemed to have taken by surprise a little bit. I don't know if he was, you know, fully up to the the speed and the pace and everything. But as the season went on, what an asset he became. Mm. Um, he, he's got a, a wonderful offload, really, as he load two or three players off and get the ball out. And that's that's another great thing to have. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's, that's great news. He's a character, isn't he? You know, I know... Spoke to him. I know Paul's interviewed him, and yeah, he comes across as a, as, as one of them lads that you need in the squad. Uh, and I hope to see him develop even further now, and you know, a bit more, maybe you know, coaching, and he he could be a real find, a real find for us. Yeah, let's talk uh, departure now. Uh, Parker Ed Chamberlain, he's gone to Lee. Paulie Paul has gone to York. Um, Going to miss them both, I think. Obviously, Ed Chamberlain didn't get a chance sort of last year. He went sent it out <laughs> on loan. Um, did well for us, though, sort of the year before, uh, playing full-back and sort of playing in the centres. So, it was a bit of a surprise, really. But, obviously, Paul Rowley's got his ideas regarding he wants in his squad. And Paulie Paulie go to York. Um, you know, <laughs> a wrecking ball of a, of a, of a, of a second row. Um, part of me thinks, do we need that extra size? But, obviously, looking at the players that, uh, we've brought in aren't as big, but can be as devastating. Yeah, firstly with Ed, I, 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 I kind of can't get my head around the whole situation with, with what happened. Mm. I know he had injuries and so on when he was with us, but he, he did look like he had plenty of talent, uh, a, great, a good goal kicker and all. Um, and we loaned him out, we signed him on another one year extension, then loaned him out for the year. Mm. Uh, and and then let him go. He's kind of like, well, why did we extend his contract? I didn't quite, I didn't get that. Um, I, I don't know how he did at London. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't really follow his progress there. 
and it is a shame we haven't seen the best of him. But he did struggle with injuries, which is you know blighted him because I think if he'd have stayed fit, he'd have probably fitted in quite well. Mm. Could have played a number of positions, and uh, you know I wish I wish him well and hope he stays fit and does does well for Lee. He's uh, he, he's certainly got the talent there, but uh, yeah, a bit of a strange one, especially when we had so many injuries and so forth last year, and we didn't get we couldn't call him back. He, Seemed a bit of a strange situation with him. Weird. Uh, as for as for Paulie, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but for me, I'm 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 a little bit disappointed that he's gone. Um, people questioned his fitness. I'd like to see how many times last season he played more minutes than any other forward on the pitch, and and the season before. He did, he did a couple of stints of 80 minutes, you know, 70-odd minute games and 60-odd minutes. That's a lot for a man of his size mm. to cover. Um, he ran his way. Yeah, he, he probably had a mistake in him, he, he, you know. But I, I'd, have, I'd have happily kept him, I'll say mm. that. You know, I understand the club have moved him on and he, Paul Rowley, like you say, he knows what he wants. He knows he'll see things that are the coaching staff that we don't see, that we don't know or or whatever, and the fact that he's taken a step down, no disrespect to, to York or the championship, maybe says, you know, that we, it might be the right decision for us. But if it had stayed, I'd have been happy. He's gone. Well, you know, fair enough. We, we move on and, and, like you said, the signings we've made can, can cover for him. Yeah, I think, was it, I think it was not last season, the season before he played every game for us with mm. shows, uh, you know, Physically, he could he could do it, and um, like I say, Paul Rowley decides what he wants in his squad, and obviously, to me, he wants he wants a different type of forward, so that is why this decision was made. So he'll Paul Rowley, like any coach, sort of lives and dies by his decisions, doesn't he? So, uh, but from what we've seen, he's 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 brought in some good good players, so you're more looking more like living than dying at the moment. Um, other news, Parker. Season tickets are out. Mm. Um, good prices. Early birds still going uh, till December. You can get your direct debit, pay by direct debit as well, which is good. Um, hopefully, I would say I think uh, the tickets, season ticket sales, and where the club expect them to be. But the club, I think, we're talking about. Uh, you know, the fans were worried about where we were playing and who was coaching us, and uh, now. We, we know where we're playing and who's going to coach us, then obviously that anxiety should disappear and people should now hopefully go out and buy their season tickets for Christmas. Yeah, there's a few factors. The two you mentioned there about the manager, who, who's going to be the manager, where are we going, where are we going to be playing, all that. That's all That's all to bed. We know all that now. Next season, we're at the AJ Bell. You know, like it or not, that's, that's where we're at. We've got the head coach now. We know that. Um, that there is, there there are other factors. Covid's been a big, a big issue. People coming back out, and hmm. I think Paul Paul King mentioned it last night about people thinking, well, what if it goes again? You know, am I paying for games I'm not going to see? I think that that I think we can probably put that to bed. I think we're as a country, I think we're a lot safer now, and I, I don't think that'll happen. I can, obviously, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> I'm not Chris Whitty, but I'm just you know I'm just saying that. Like I think we might be all right, but yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> But that, that's about the other thing is um, people were, were, were waiting for the direct debit thing. I think that started November. So they'll be now getting onto that monthly. Um, Christmas is coming. 
Yep. So presence. People have been waiting probably just to, you know, to, to get that um, out of the way. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of insecurity around the world at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and people have got other priorities. I understand that, but I think we will see a, a, an upturn. I think the signing of, of, of the likes of Mark Sneed will will get people's interest again. Mm. You know, people say, oh, "I'm going to wait," because last year was disappointing. After the two previous years, people have sort of gone, "Oh, it's back to you know whatever," you know. And, and there were performances there last year which we spoke about, you know, week in week out that weren't good enough. Um, but now it's it's a fresh start. And like I said before, I mean, if you're listening to this or you've not listened to anything out of the club. Please, honestly, we're not, you know, I'm not making any of this up. This is the, the, it's so good to be part of right now. And uh, I urge anyone to get a season ticket, you know, buy me your loved ones for, for Christmas. Whatever. Even if they don't want to go, you know, they don't have to go. That money's going into the club now when we need it most because there's no, no revenue going in. But we've still got to pay people, got to pay the staff, got to pay the, the players, mm-hmm. but we get no money. Um and and this is the time the club really needs it and needs the boost now and then into January. So um, you know, I, I just urge everyone to you know to, to get them now and help the club, but make these you know these things that are happening make them happen quicker. And you know you're gonna get, you know you're gonna get one if you're gonna get one. So just mm. just go and do it. Uh, and obviously payday is is another thing. Um, we might have to wait another you know couple of weeks. People getting paid at the end of the month last one you know possibly before christmas or whatever so uh i'm sure i'm sure people will get out there now and start and start buying them um but things are exciting so it's good to be part of yeah it's obviously very exciting other news uh parker uh salford announced they're going to be running a women's team in 2022 uh which is exciting uh mark simon the head coach ex ex Lancashire head coach, ex-Widness, ex-Warrington, uh, he will certainly uh, sort of be able to educate the the, the, the ladies, um, you know, in 2022. There the was an open training session, uh, was it last week? I think, was it 40, 40 ladies turned up, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I bet the club are sort of super, super excited about this. Yeah, phenomenal. I know the, the, the coach we brought in, the guy to, to head it up has... There's so much experience in this. He's, again, another great coup to the club. We've not just gone out and got anybody. You know, we've got somebody who knows knows the women's game inside out. Um, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely phenomenal. I know we, we spoke, you know, uh, probably a while ago about, you know, going down and trying to trying to watch and, you know, find out a little bit more about you know, what's going on, where, you know, what, what is the plan going forward. The turnout looks 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 amazing. Mm. And uh, another great string to the bow, and at last, at last, I know a lot of clubs have had them for a while. And you watch it. Um, I watched the women's grand final uh, a few weeks back, the Saints Leeds game, and, and the skill levels are, are, you know, they're off the charts. Not, not what you expect. Um, so our girls have got a lot of work to do, but it's great to have them representing us. And uh, you know, long may it continue. Fingers crossed, they can get a team together as, as quick as and get into the league and, uh, you know, start knocking some uh, some of these others about. Yeah. I also want to mention uh, Salford and Swinton girls rugby. Uh, it's for years between one to six. Uh, they train at Lord Street, Caddyshead. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can follow them at SS 
girls RL. Um, obviously, that's fantastic. Obviously, giving them a pathway like the club have as well. Now they've got pathway and they've got a. Obviously, we've got a uh, a group going on here where you know school girls can can get involved in the sport early, uh, and we can find talent in that process as well. Yeah, definitely. And I know there's, there's some really good people involved with that as well. Real, mm-hmm. real salt with you know Dane the Wall uh, supporters who who've got nothing but you know love for, for the club and rugby league at heart. And uh, yeah, again, it's something that's missed, doesn't it? I suppose we, we, we're a bit more enlightened these days that you know girls do play rugby league and want to play rugby league from mm-hmm. from an early age. You know, they see their their, their brother doing it, and, you know, why, well, why can't, you know, why can't they, why shouldn't they? And uh, these people have took it upon themselves now to set up, set up a team, which is which is brilliant. And again, something else that just needs our support and, uh, you know, fingers crossed people will flock down there. And again, it's, it's not just about rugby, is it? It's about education. It's about, uh, you know, keeping people, kids fit. It's too easy these days to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, integrate and the development of, of you know the kids at that age is is brilliant. And these people are giving their time up. You know, nothing but you know credit to themselves and and everybody at Salford. Yeah, uh, the supporters trust is now the official partner of the Reds Elite Development Squad. Uh, this they, they gave was it twenty two thousand uh, pounds um, to the project, uh, which is great. I joined the supporters trust last night at the uh, the stadium. Uh, update, which was great. So obviously, uh, we do read we do read a lot of news out of them, and and after sort of twelve months of reading all the good stuff, Parky, I thought, you know what, I'll join this. Yes, it's funny actually. When I got picked up last night, I realised um, I hadn't been to a cash point. Uh, this oh. is the next group, by the way. Uh, and as soon as I came out of the lift to the to the room, I saw uh, Phil Phil Dunning and Joe Hawkins and. Uh, <laughs> Natalie Taylor and, and Cheryl and Alan and all them lot, and uh, I thought, oh, I've done it again. I, I will, I am, I am joining. Don't you know? You will get me me money very, very shortly. Again, and another great. I mean, twenty odd grand yeah. to the club. I, wait, you're not going to find that money. Sponsors won't give you that money. Not you. That's a lot of hard work on in over a year. I know they've got another event coming up, haven't they? Is it, got an eighties night or something 80s coming night up? Eighties night at the you know, they keep doing these things. And again, just like I said about the, the, the girls team, the Salford and Swinton uh, girls teams, these people are giving the time up for nothing, mm. just for the pure love of it. You know, and I, I previously been involved, obviously, you know, with Forever Reds, and I saw the work that went in with a lot of people there and how hard it is to, you know, to, to balance your time. You, you've got your family, you've got everything else, and it's been a tough few years. Um, but it's great because we all get to get together as well. Yeah. You know, and whatever event throughout the season, I'm sure this year there'll be more. Now restrictions are, are, are eased, so yeah, great, great, great work from them. And I'm certainly going to give me tenner um, as soon as I see them all again, or I may just do it online. Probably easier. <laughs> uh, I'm not making excuses. I promise you, I've had a lot on. But yeah, I, I urge anyone again to just get involved with that. That 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 branch tapping on your window. At night, that's that's yeah. that's not that branch. Yeah, <laughs> love me, they love me. <laughs> um, other other news coming from the supporters trust. They raised three thousand six hundred uh, from the sponsor for sponsor a try, which is always uh, a mm. good 
uh, way to 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 raise uh, sort of money. Uh, and don't forget, like Park, like Parky said, um, you can renew your membership for ten pound, and also you can put five pound towards the pathway as well, uh, which is which is equally important, really, Parky. Yeah, yeah, very much. Well, like I say, the, the the commitment the club are putting in, uh, and these you know these guys who are running who are running Sports Trust together. It's it's only going to make us better. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, that sponsor a try, by the way. Go on. Considering how few tries we scored in most games, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're averaging about fourteen points a game for most of the season. So to to rake in that amount, you know, can you imagine if we'd score? You know, been a, it'd have been a decent season. <laughs> well, yeah, we were going to part the club, I think. Um, yeah, no, brilliant. Again, just another initiative, isn't it? Another way of just raising money. I think it's like is it fifty p a try and that kind of thing. Well, not an awful lot, is it? If you no. if you can, but you know, just it's just a case of doing what you can for for the club when you can. Yeah. Um, other news, uh, Parker. Uh, we now have got a link up with uh, with Ghana. Rugby League. I know we touched on it briefly when we were talking about Paul Trainers, uh, part of his uh, presentation from yesterday. Um, you know, we've got 42 listeners in Ghana every week. Well, hello to them. Mm. Thank you. Thanks for, you know, thanks for listening. Um, it's, it's brilliant. You know what's strange, Rob? I'm not just going to say this, but I have, I have been following it, uh, the Ghana Rugby I mentioned oh, it was you. Months, <laughs> about, well, yeah, a few months back about. Um, about the World Cup not going ahead and all that. I'm massively into international rugby league. Mm. I think it's the only way the, the sport's going to grow, realistically, if it has a proper international game uh, and the Australians don't block it whenever they feel like it. Uh, and and Ghana's been been going on for a while, really. It's not a new thing. You know, they've, they've got a league over there. They've got, you know, a lot of people. I think they've got a women's game, you know, already mm. set up and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then... They've been working on it for a while, and I know that there are quite a few now African nations being getting involved. And when you see the athletes that come from these countries, you know, again, it's a massive why it's been so untapped by rugby league or most sports for for so long. But for us to be the first to sort of go down this this route of going to Africa and helping that, you know, obviously we're going to. Um, Supply some some training, some some equipment, some you know, coaching sessions. Hopefully, bring some of their guys over here to to learn how it works at uh, elite super league club. It's brilliant. It's, I think it just shows how enlightened these people are that are involved with us. That they've not they've looked further than the end of the nose. They're not just looking at Salford and Greater Manchester. I mean, Ghana. Why not? Brilliant. And uh, like I say, I've followed it for a while, and uh, I, I I can't. Help. But just wish them the best, and hope that eventually we can help them blossom into a you know a, a proper first grade nation of, of rugby league and, and spread the word across Africa. Because let's be honest, there's millions of pairs of eyes who who be watching, and uh, it's only good for the game. What Salford are doing here isn't just good for Salford rugby league and Ghana. It's it's good for for, for rugby league in general. Yep, fantastic news. Um, we wish everyone sort of well in that that project. It's going to be amazing to see what what comes of it. Uh, final bit of news, Parker. Um, Salford Monopoly um, has been yes. sort of announced. Uh, we're on the board, which is good. More lanes on the board as well, which is good. Um, yeah. Can get it for I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, in certain shops and online, um, I'm sure Santa 
will be having at least a couple of boxes being delivered to uh, our to the Salt Faithful. Well, I'm looking at mine right now. It's right oh, in front. That, that's what's uh, keeping you back. I've not opened it yet. This is, what's, <laughs> this is why I've got this weird setup at the moment. It's actually <laughs> helping me keep me, uh, my camera on. Yeah. Um, I've not opened it. Still still fresh. So that's all saved for an argument on Christmas Day. Mm. Um, a big fight with all the family. Uh, no, brilliant. Great for Salt, great for the city. Let's be honest. There's, there's only so many Monopoly, you know, uh, additions to, to be made. I think I think my brother told me last night it's something like they only visit 14 cities a year yeah. to do, you know, and, and then select whoever. Mm. Just shows how far we've come as a, as a city, really. Yeah. Um, you know, t- 20 years ago, we wouldn't have even been thought of. Uh, and now, you know, they, they, I mean, Monopolis, known around the world. Um, I'm sure a lot of Salford households will will We'll have a board this Christmas, and uh, like I say, be falling out over it before too long. But uh, just remember, if you are going to throw it, don't damage it because <laughs> got salt all over it. So, uh, but yeah, we're on it. Another another way of identifying us. Again, uh, you know, fantastic. And I, I can't, I, I actually can't wait to open it. But I'm being told we've got to hold back. Got a whole backpack, and like I said, so Christmas Boxing Day, uh, and from then on, that's uh, that's the name of the game. Um, this is the end of the show, but before we go, Parker, I know it feels like the season's a long time ago, uh, <laughs> but we never actually announced our Player of the Year uh, on our three-word oh. three match. Three-word match. Three-word man of the match. Player of the Year either. And uh, it was a, it was a close-run thing, really, mm. especially the three-word man of the matches. Um, but the, the winner uh, of the awards... Was Ken Seal Parker? Yeah, I think I think he was the obvious choice in the end, wasn't it? I mean, there were a few uh, a, a few that could have done. And I, I, we, we mentioned before that um, as the season goes on, it's funny how that that three word man of the match thing changes. Because yeah. mm. at the start of the season, I think Elijah Taylor was running away with it to start with. He yeah. was our one big committed player. He was this that you know. He was like the only one that stood out, and then. Somebody else takes over, and you know who'd have thought by the end of the year it'd have been Chris Atkin who was pushing, and people, you know, because you we you thought he was more of a, a backup or a supporting player. How key he became, and mm. as the season changes, and it's easy at the end of the year to say Ken Seal's my player of the year, but as you watch the trend through the season, you know it wouldn't have been Ken Seal at, at midway point. I wouldn't have mm. thought he'd been anywhere near. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, fully deserved. I mean, Kenny Teal, what a season he had. Uh, we missed him for a, for a period, but especially towards the end of the season. And to become the top try scorer, our, our first in Super League, um, absolutely brilliant. And then he, obviously, that night when, when we were giving out the, the trophy and the the, uh, the players' awards, uh, Jack Dearden is on the stage and uh, announces that he's staying with us. And that was, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I think. That, that was like Christmas on its own <laughs> to know that he was staying and the and the noise at the room that night was was brilliant when uh, when they announced it. It was quite a formal thing, but uh, no, his name was chanted around the room and um, that was great news and much deserved player of the year. First devil in the detail player of the year to stay. Yes, which yes. Has took us seven years, Parker. Let's be yeah. fair, but eventually we managed to tie one down. 
<laughs> I like to think that's what persuaded him. Yeah. Um, regarding the vote, he won the vote as well. The the person who finished second was Harvey Lavette. Yeah. And it was one percent between the, the two of them. And that one I had to leave it at, like before I rang the trophy person because it was that tight. I didn't want to ring him with half an hour to go to say, put this on. And in that mm. half an hour, it switched. So that's yeah. how close it was, really. And, you know, big thanks for all your votes. Uh, every every vote mattered. And you just about got Ken C over the line. Third place was Reese Williams as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, congratulations to all three. Um we had a chat with Ken Co about his uh, about his uh, winnings, uh, and this is him thanking us for it. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for these uh, two trophies. I really appreciate it, and um, this is credit to the boys for the way I performed, and and to the fans as well. Cheers. Thank you. So that was Ken Co saying thanks for his award, and uh, you know, like you say, it was a it was a great event, and uh, he's been great for us. Now we've turned down a long-term contract. Uh, we'll be seeing loads more of, uh, of CO scoring tries. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, even more, hopefully, next season. Or unless we just share them about. I'm, I'm not really bothered who scores them. But, um, mm. yeah, I'm glad to see Harvey Levette got recognised. Um, he, he was he was brilliant last season. Shame he got injured when he did towards the end. But um, what a signing he was. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got a big, he's still got a massive future ahead of him. Uh, the best he's you know yet to come from him, and and like you say in third, Reese Williams. Mm. Nobody would have seen that. I don't nope. think he had he had what you would con- probably consider a, a relatively quiet season in many ways. But how much ball did he see? It wasn't you know he never got or very very rarely got ball in, in good clear space where he could mm. you know get them legs going. Um, it, a lot of it was coming in upside looking for work, and I think that's what gets it in. He's, He's work rate, he's solid, he doesn't make mistakes. You know, you know what you're going to get from him. And again, another one probably at the start of the season, which we we, we thought he wouldn't start. You know, we, we probably thought Joe Burgess and, and, and Kenny Seal would be the wingers for the season. Injuries happen, everything else. Steps in and he's he, he seamless. You know, he, you know, you can trust him. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he had a, another good year at the chances he got. Yeah, obviously it was uh, it was a bit. I won't say it was a surprise, but you know he is Mister Consistent, though, Parky. When he, you know that's what you want. You want players who are consistent, and that's what Reese Williams is. And uh, you know, looking forward to see what he can sort of produce with all that competition in the backs for, yeah. for next season. It's going to push everyone on. It's going to be a super exciting to talk all about it on the uh, on the podcast every week. So uh, that's the end of this uh, week's podcast, Parky. It was good to get uh, back behind the microphone after a few weeks off. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we could have covered every subject for another hour. I think they were all separate yeah. shows on them all. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to be back, great to be to be talking. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of news to come out of the club in the next few weeks and months uh, before the season starts. Uh, I think there was mention of new shirts coming out at the end of the month and, and so on, people's opinions on them. Um, and, and then going into training and then pre-season, any friendlies that are coming up. So we've got still got a lot to look forward to before we kick off again. Uh, and that won't be that far off, let's be honest. We, I think when the season ended, it was a bit, oh, I've got like five months or nothing now or something. But there's never a dull moment with Salford Red Devils. And I'm sure that's going to continue. And uh, just keep it out for all the stadium stuff. And 
you know, and let, let's get behind the team now and, and get behind the club and, and let's push on for 2022. Never a dull moment for you, Parky. Off, you've got to get off now and ring that bell and slay that uh, vampire. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of work to do now. I'm just going to uh, dig out my uh, me crucifix and everything else. <laughs> Before I go, don't forget the uh, pop podcast with Paul Trainer and Paul King, uh, where they talk about this update with the stadium and the great things that the club are doing community. Yeah, so big thanks for tuning into this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, and Spotify. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.